welcome to Draw Near. And to finish off the series on the invisible world, Fred and I want to talk about spiritual warfare. We have talked about angels already and their role in our lives and how we can grow closer to them. And we've talked about demons and how they influence us in the visible world. And there are many ways actually that they influence the visible world that we aren't going to touch on in this series and maybe it'll be a later one. But we have talked about demons influence through temptations and promptings to turn away from God. So to wrap up this series on the invisible world, let's talk about the practical side of spiritual warfare. So when demons influence us, when they interact in the world, Fred, how can we combat this? Well, I think um, a few things. I just want to go to scripture first because I think it's important. You know, scripture tells us to have the mind of Christ be conformed to the image of Christ and so on. And so I think first and foremost, I think being in the word of God Mm -hmm. is the key to overcoming Satan in a spiritual battle. There's a number of other keys, but I think this is probably one of the most key aspects. When you see Satan, he comes to Jesus to tempt him. How does Jesus overcome Satan? He overcomes him with the word. He quotes the word back to him. And it's interesting because the devil himself quotes scripture to Jesus also. Yes. (laughs) But it's from the wrong perspective. And you kind of see him doing the very same thing in the garden. Mm -hmm. You know, taking the word of God but twisting it. And so I think uh, that's why it's important. One of the the most key things to fighting the battle of spiritual warfare Uh, to overcoming Satan, to growing closer in your relationship with Christ, is know your faith well. Mm -hmm. Know your faith well. That's the thing that nobody can take from you when you know your faith well. And and St. Paul himself says it here. He says, Finally, draw your strength from the Lord, from his mighty power. Put on the armor of God, so that you may be able to stand firm against the tactics of the devil. For our struggle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities, with the powers, with the world rulers of the present darkness, with the evil spirits in the heavens. And this is this is the part that, that I really love here. He says, Therefore put on the armor of God, that you may be able to resist the evil day, and having done everything to hold your ground. So stand fast with your loins girded in truth, clothed with righteousness as a breastplate, and your feet shod in readiness for the gospel of peace. In all circumstance, hold faith as a shield to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And that's Ephesians 6. And he's giving us a lot of good clues there of what is important in spiritual warfare. Namely, he talks about uh, the helmet. Carol, we were talking about this just a moment ago. That's the gospel. That's the Word of God. That's that protection over our mind that we know the mind of God, we know the Word of God, and the only way to know that is to be in that Word. Mm -hmm. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. Christ is interesting about Christ. His Word and Himself are the same, right? So St. Jerome says, if you don't know Scripture, you don't know Christ. Exactly, yeah. So if we're we're struggling with temptations, we're struggling with uh, obsessive thoughts and whatnot, 
a scripture can be really helpful mm-hmm. <laughs> in fighting that battle. Mm-hmm. I know it, a lot of times too, like growing up, I would, I would want some kind of flashing green sign to like God answering my questions. But the second I would open scripture, it would be like <laughs> that applied so much to the things I was struggling with or wanting questions about. It's like, that is the living word of God. We yeah. want him to communicate it to us in some different and dramatic way, but that is, that's dramatic that the word of God came to life through scripture. I mean, right. that, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In uh, the sword, the sword is prayer. Above all, in moments of temptation, it's prayer that blocks the work of the enemy. Prayer is our weapon. Prayer is our sword. The rosary in particular, um, Padre Pio referred to this as the spiritual sword of Our Lady. Mm. You know, without prayer, we cannot be saved. That's the reality. That's St. Augustine. St. Thomas Aquinas said the same thing. It's a matter of justice that we give God at minimum 15 minutes a day in prayer. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we fight this battle if we're not in prayer? Right. The sacraments, in a lot of ways, the sacraments are the armor. And I'm going to let you take the sacraments here, Kara. Yeah, I mean... Um, I know we mentioned Father Chad Ripperger, but I have heard many priests on different occasions say that the sacraments are far more efficacious than an exorcism. So we think like if somebody, you know, is, we didn't talk about these, but, you know, has a different form um, or maybe possession or something that it has to be this drastic exorcism. But going to confession, receiving Jesus himself in the, in the most holy Eucharist um, are far more efficacious than an exorcism where we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive this grace. Um, and I think of the a story of a soul. It's this autobiography of St. Therese of Lisieux. And she talks about this vision that she has where um, she sees two impish like devil figures and they're kind of like joking around, dancing, whatever. And then they look over at her and they see her and they run scared. And um, she was just a little girl. And she said, I'm in a state of grace. I am with God. And so that's why they're afraid of her. They can't, I mean, she's in a state of grace. She's united to God. A little girl. But when we are united to God, they have no power over us. And that's what the sacraments do. They unite us to God. They bring us, um, they, they impart grace and they bring us the Holy Spirit. And so I just think that is so, so important to combat spiritual warfare is to run to the church, run to God in everything, run to the Spirit in everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, <clears throat> you know, that that's the thing about confession is that, you know, it, it breaks the legal hold, if you will. So because w- when we sin, especially mortally, in a certain sense, we are actually in a very real sense, we are ceding control of ourselves over to Satan. We become in a, in a real way slaves of sin and death even more, mm-hmm. you know, but the sacrament of confession in that absolution it is breaking that that bond, breaking that tie, and returning us to God. So it's breaking that legal hold. And that's the thing, too. You know, there is, we didn't touch on this much this time. Maybe we can do a follow-up even deeper one another time. But, <laughs> you know, um, demons tend to be very legalistic. And yeah. a, a lot of uh, exorcists will... Uh, yeah, well, authority means something. Maybe we should touch on that here in a moment. And so, yeah, when that legal tie is broken through the sacrament of confession. And that's actually what absolution means. It mm-hmm. means breaking the tie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's an important point there. I think um, that, that something important with sacraments here goes back to your first point about knowledge of your faith. Knowing your faith. I think 
um, one area in which even myself, like I can grow in this, is liturgical understanding, liturgical catechesis, because there's so much beauty happening in the Mass. There's so much beauty happening in, in the confessional, um, in each and every sacrament. So knowing our faith um, in all aspects, um, especially in the sacraments. And we haven't touched on this book yet, but if anyone's read, it's called The Screwtape Letters by C.S. Lewis. And uh, such a prophetic book. It's basically two minions of the devil who are writing letters back to each other. Screwtape is like a higher authority. We just mentioned authority. Um, Screwtape is a higher authority um, demon who's kind of like helping this other demon, Wormwood, to come up and like learn how to tempt people. And um, really prophetic just reading it. There's so much that stands out today that is going on in the world today. And one thing that just kept coming up in each and every chapter was this idea of ignorance and not sitting down and studying your faith and not sitting down and allowing yourself time to really think. So it was like something would come up and and Screwtape would write to Wormwood, don't let him ponder that. Don't let him think about that. Um, So like some, some of the promptings that we get will be an immediate temptation to think about something else or distract ourselves maybe with Netflix or go go do this. It's like I've had that and I've, I think knowing this, it has allowed me to recognize when that's happening. So I've actually had moments where it's like, hold on, <laughs> hold on. And I'll sit and try and, and really like think through what just happened and maybe if I did something or if I thought something and like what God was calling out of that. So, um, so knowledge of your faith uh, can, can be you know, a weapon against spiritual warfare, but also taking the time to bring ourselves into our intellect, allow ourselves silence with our heart, um, to listen to the word of God, to listen to our movements of our heart and why we're doing something. Yeah, silence is absolutely key. If you're never allowing moments of silence and reflection into your lives, if something is always on, then you're never really going to be able to discern well what is happening you know, or, yeah. or be able to attribute things well. Spiritual warfare is a given. It, it's going to happen. It does happen, whether we realize it or not, whether we are aware of the war that is being waged all around us. Mm-hmm. And in particular, in our own hearts, uh, that's another matter. And that is where the silence is absolutely essential. I forget uh, which know. church document it is, but it says that God speaks to us in our innermost being, which is our heart and our conscience. Absolutely. Yeah. If we don't have those moments of, of silent prayer yeah. and, and study also, I'll get where I'm going with study here in a moment, but that's the only way we're going to be able to distinguish whether uh, this is something, is this of God? Uh, is this of the, the enemy of my soul? Or is this just my own pride, um, right. you know, trying to lead me astray? In that, you know, those moments of prayerful study and and prayer and silence, that's how we grow in faith, which is our shield. Mm-hmm. And without that, without faith, without that shield, we can't quench the fiery darts of the enemy, as, as mm-hmm. St. Paul reminds us. So it's important to take those moments because temptations can come to us even in the most seemingly ordinary ways, and they can do great damage. Temptations can seem like a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Father Ripperger gives this great example of a married couple, and I love this story because I, it's happened to me, so I can relate to it. Uh, so it's confession time, Kara, here. Um, uh, 
you know, he gives this, he talks about this, this uh, wife who uh, made her husband uh, a nice breakfast in bed, brings it, you know, but she hasn't brought it in yet. She's still cooking. She comes in uh, and, and asks him, you know, what time are you going to get up? He's still in bed. It's, you know, later in the morning. And immediately he presumes, he, he perceives that she's saying, you lazy bum, you know, right. you need to get up or stuff to do, that sort of thing. And, it you know, it, it blows up. He, he's nasty. And what happens is all she really wanted to know was what time he was planning on getting up so she could have the breakfast before that. And surprise him in bed. And surprise him. So, you know, I think sometimes we we miss all that's going around in the world around us, Mm -hmm. you know, in those moments. Satan loves nothing more than to see the family destroyed. Oh, absolutely. Um, And, you know, those are the kind of moments I'm talking about, temptations where, you know, it could be vice, uh, which ultimately... You know, it, that comes from that habitually given into temptations. But also, I think, you know, in terms of how we how we wage the battle of war, how do we combat it? I think whenever, and this is especially important right now uh, in the age of social media, whenever we are inclined to perceive something negatively, to think the worst, we really need to take a step back and stop and really evaluate what we're thinking. Because we, and that might not be the way we're perceiving it. There might be something more there at work. So whenever we're attempted, you know, tempted to have a negative reaction, we need to examine, you know, what's behind my emotional response, what attachments might be there before we lash out uh, in anger. Um, Because demons do have and can have influence on our emotions, uh, and they can kind of lead and guide our perceptions in a certain sense. Uh, and so we have to be careful with with how we perceive things. So um, that's where, you know, striving to grow in charity, I think, especially right now, I'm seeing a lot of this, gosh, if people on social media media would get that one. Um, so uh, I think that anyway. goes back to, to knowing your faith, Fred, because they can influence our emotions. So we can't rely on them because they have influence over them. But when we uh, form a conscience, when we are knowledgeable of our faith, knowledgeable of how God works and, and what he calls forth from us, I think that really draws us uh, into a place where we can um, have control over our passions. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. You know, so, some other some other tips, I think it kind of, we've already touched on this, but um, never losing your state of grace. I think that mm-hmm. kind of goes along with, you know, that's important. Your state of grace, being in right relationship with God, uh, is absolutely critical to you know, not allowing the enemy of our souls a place to work in our lives. Um, you know, that's kind of one of your uh, biggest protections there. Uh, that means frequent reception of the sacraments. That means mm-hmm. going to confession. That means trying to avoid, avoid intentional venial sin. Obviously, I think avoiding mortal sin goes without saying. Yeah. Praying for healing of your memory and imagination. That's another good tip. What do I mean by that? Um, many of us have been exposed to things that um, in our lives, whether it's been pornography or whatnot, that, you know, it may have been a long time ago in our past, but sometimes we find those those memories still come to the surface mm-hmm. or, or other things in our lives that we've had to deal with. And it can be a helpful prayer. prayer and there actually are these prayers out there. 
to pray for healing of your memory, healing of your imagination, uh, of memories you're struggling with. And that's something actually your guardian angel can help you with. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that the last time. So I think um, St. Peter says, be vigil and watchful. So I think uh, another way, another tip is to be mindful. We don't want to go looking for spiritual warfare. We don't want to go looking for the ways that evil is influencing the world, but just be mindful um, because the devil is always looking for someone to devour. Um, So I would say that's definitely a tip. And then one that comes to mind is a willingness to suffer because temptation is a point of suffering and we've said you know god allows it god doesn't will evil to happen but all temptation he has dominion over so he he allows in what way and in what degree we are tempted and like we've talked about it's always to draw us you know to holiness but it can be a point of trial and suffering and if we don't see the good in suffering if we don't see what can come out of it then it's just for nothing and that can really pull us away from God uh, not seeing his hand in that so I think a willingness to suffer is huge yeah uh, absolutely <laughs> I think that we should that, sh- that should be another it will be we know topic. it will be yeah. <laughs> it yeah, is, yeah. it'll be a whole topic yeah um, I think also there's this phrase predominant fault Mm. that you often find in Catholic spirituality. And I think another important thing we can do is to really strive prayerfully, because this is nothing you can do on your own. This is not a being a better version of yourself kind of idea. This is you are absolutely dependent upon God's grace and his help Mm -hmm. uh, to do this. Uh, And that's to root out your your defects, especially your predominant faults. Now, those are the vices that Kara mentioned. You know, and, and it's important to be mindful that oftentimes we're not very perceptive of what our predominant defects are, whether it's pride, uh, whether it's a false humility. But the enemy of our souls, he knows those defects better than we do. He's also a lot more patient than we are. So, you know, that's why it's important to really seek in prayer, Lord, help me to know my predominant fault and help me by your grace to overcome it. Uh, A great practical tip, and this again comes from Father Ripperger, is... um, praying the, the, to Our Lady of Sorrows. There's a great novena you can pray, help reveal to me my predominant fault. You know, help me to understand where I need to grow in holiness. It's so important that vice be rooted out uh, in the attachment that we have because um, I, I don't know if you've ever had a dog. Oh, well, you have dog care. We have two um, dogs. You, yeah, yeah. If you, you played uh, with the chew toy with the dog and you play tug of war, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's kind of like that with the enemy of our souls, mm-hmm. right? So that vice, he's holding on to the other end. And yeah. as long as we're biting down, he can drag us around anywhere he wants. Yeah. But when we identify, I need to let go of this thing, and we allow God's grace to work in us, the game's it's over. a little harder <laughs> yeah, yeah, for him. Well, and you mentioned uh, false humility as maybe a predominant defect. I think that's a- another tip is to... Pray for growth in humility because we can't overcome temptations on our own. Um, and so humility really is a resigning of our own will, our own timing, our own reliance on ourselves and abandoning ourselves completely to the hands of God. And I think that is one of, if not the greatest tool that we can have to combat spiritual warfare is a reliance on God. Absolutely. Uh, humility is the polar opposite of what 
brought Satan and the fallen angel and Absolutely. the angels to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so humility itself is one of the greatest tools um, to combat them. And who embodies that humility best but the Blessed Mother? Yeah. You know, be it unto me according to thy word. Yeah. Um, and that's why they don't like her very much. Nope, not at all. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, and again, going back to what I said uh, earlier, praying the rosary daily. And I've heard people say, well, I don't like to pray the rosary. Well, willingness to suffer, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Well, and and the rosary is, is, it brings back, knowing scripture is knowing Jesus. The rosary brings you into the life of Christ. It's a reflection on his his entire life. Yeah, it's the gospel on beads. Yeah. And and there there is power in... And praying the rosary, it does make a difference, I promise you. Absolutely. I know from experience. Me too. Um, yeah. Um, I think another uh, uh, tip, Kara, would be avoiding the extremes. Mm-hmm. I feel like in, in the area of spiritual warfare, anytime you, you talk about uh, spirituality of this nature, there tends to be extremes. Yeah. And so I think we have to be careful of that. You know, um, if you're not in the habit of praying one hour a day, you barely pray five minutes a day. Don't get up tomorrow because you determined you're going to pray an hour every day because yeah. most likely you're going to fail and the devil will be there to right. discourage you. Mm-hmm. And, and to and that's not going to help you in your spiritual life. Um, you know, it's something we have to grow into. So what you're uh, saying, Fred, is, is if I struggle with praying five minutes, then pray five minutes plus one, not 60 minutes. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It's something we have to grow in. We grow in perfection by grace. Very rarely is this um, a quick thing. Well, uh, I, of, I think of, yeah. I think of, okay, so Fred, you had this this meme. We're both Office fans that, what, yeah. what is it? You say it. Uh, whenever, uh, gosh, let me look it up. Okay. When, when, I, when I think of doing a thing, I think, would a saint do that thing? And if they would not do that thing, then I don't do then it. Then I don't do that thing. Yeah, yep, that's so, right. so my mind goes to, I think it's St. Augustine, I might be wrong, but, um, but the saint who struggled with, with lust, they w- when they had this struggle, they would uh, throw themselves naked into a thorn bush. I don't remember what saint it was. That's right. an extreme. <laughs> so I just yeah. think of that meme. It's like, would a saint do that? I'm going to do it. I'm going to throw myself into a thorn bush. I feel like that might have been St. Francis, but I'm not positive. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, um, but, but you yeah. don't always have to do that, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, but St. Therese herself, who's a favorite of ours, she even talks about falling asleep in, in prayer, praying her rosary and things like that. And she makes a point that God loves loves her even in those moments. Yeah, a parent loves a sleeping child even when they're sleeping. And, and that's yeah. sort of the point that we need to remember because make your resolutions and do your best to stick to them and realize that it's going to be hard for you to stick to those spiritual resolutions. But don't give in to discouragement if you in your own eyes fail at doing that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you didn't make your whole hour today. Okay, just do one more. <laughs> just yeah. do, you know, maybe you need to rethink that, but stick to the resolution. So if you're in the habit of praying five minutes a day, how about for the next seven days we pray 10 minutes? Yeah. You know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the reality is God calls us all to work out our own salvation in particular ways according to our state in life. And so we have to be mindful of that. And again, it goes back to that, anything but God, anything but moderation idea earlier. You know, we have to be mindful of that because, again, we can be tempted even to good things. Um, and and I'm not saying prayer is a temptation. I'm saying we can be too hard on ourselves 
and we just need to be mindful of avoiding the extremes. You mentioned the the St. Therese quote that she God even delights in her when she's sleeping. And I think that's so important because even if we take that second glance, we're not lost. Or we take the third or the fourth, or we've been trapped in a sin or a vice for years. We're not lost. There's so much mercy in God, and that goes back to running to the sacraments. And there's this analogy in um, in this book that we've been reading that talks about how you know a, a child doesn't get discouraged when they're learning how to walk and they fall because that's what's to be expected. And I think the same goes from a parent's perspective because God is our heavenly father. He doesn't look at, look at us and, and see the things that we fall and immediately you know get discouraged. I'm a parent, Fred, you're a parent. When we were teaching my daughter how to walk, it was like she took that one step and it was like, you know, we freak out, but she fell right after the one step. But it's the one step that counts. So even though we take that second glance or even if we've fallen or we struggle with this vice, turn towards God. That's what he takes delight in. Turn towards the sacraments. It's those little steps. It's not the falls. That's what he takes delight in. And I think that is so, so key when it comes to spiritual warfare is running to God. For sure, Kara. And I think that is a great image to end with today and a great place to stop. So we want to thank everybody for joining us for Draw Near this week, where we seek to grow in holiness together.